Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. We're another Patreon-voted movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Arden. Who are these Krispy Kreme lover motherfuckers with me tonight? I am Joe Butler, and I sure hope nothing bad happens at my family picnic today. I am Kenneth Sanity, and sometimes I just like to get my hands on God. I'm Blair Farrell from ComicBookVideoGames.com, and I'm here to punish those who would keep their Brussels sprouts next to a good bowl of macaroni and cheese. (laughs) And we are here to talk about that, unfortunately, people voted for one I'm pretty sure is Ken. Punisher Warzone that came out in 2008. December. Did you just say Unfortunate? Unfortunate. I had to watch this. I I had to watch this Daredevil. Mm. What can I say other than you're welcome? (laughs) (laughs) I voted for this also. I I love this movie. I don't know. Yeah, it's terrific. (laughs) I enjoyed it more my second viewing. I watched this twice because, well, last night I watched half an hour of this and I said, fuck this. And then I took an edible and I kept watching it and it got to a point where I didn't remember stuff anymore. So (laughs) I decided I should rewatch it. I took an edible 30 minutes before eating this and throughout this movie i was having a great time and i have on my notes where the 30 minute mark is and i can be like oh that's why y'all y'all like thought this movie was weird 30 minutes then because it really does jump off the rails then oh yeah i, I mean it, it starts off the rails <laughs> yeah so i never i never saw this in theaters in 2008 because i would have been I've been in Minnesota already. I would have already had moved out of my hometown and had no money. So <laughs> I never saw this when it came out. I completely missed it. I also had no interest. I really liked the 2004 movie at the time. And since this wasn't a sequel, I was irritated. So I just never bothered to see it. I, I grew up with my grandparents and my grandpa is an army man. And he's always really into these big, like whenever they turn the superheroes into oh, I'm army man. And I have a sad backstory. And he was like really into like Max Payne and the first Punisher. So uh, I guess we were at Blockbuster or something and he saw it and he's like, oh, it m-, that's why I mentioned like in the chat too. I was like, oh, it must be a sequel. So we took it home and bought it. And my grandpa, who is now like a 70 year old man. So back then he would have been like maybe in his 60s or 50s. We're just watching this and he's like, what in God's green fucking earth is this fucking movie? <laughs> that is a fair, fair take. <laughs> it's fucking great. That's what granddad Jesus. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ken? What is your first experience with this? Oh, God. Like, I I did see this movie in the theaters. <laughs> so you're I, that one guy. Hey, you know what? <laughs> uh, Patton Oswalt was also one of those one guys. I so, think my brother like, was, too, actually. I'm in good company. Thank you very much. I love the 2004. I still love the 2004 movie. But it didn't quite do some things that I... It felt too clean. This is not. And, oh, Jesus Christ, it's it's so good. And when you get Lexi Alexander to make the most violent comic book movie she can, you're in for a treat. It's just a joy. Yeah, that's that's fair. That is fair. What about you, Blair? I, I don't know what I was doing when this came out. I, I know I saw the first Punisher in theater, and I thought it was fine. And I think I wanted to like it more than I actually liked it. I really liked the part with Kevin Nash. Yeah. Uh, he's just a great dude all around. When this came out in theater, I think, yeah, as we were talking just before the recording, then it came in around Christmas time. Like, I'm pretty sure I remember 
it came out and then I went home to my parents' house for Christmas and there's no multiplex around where I grow up. And by the time I got back in, it was already out of theater or it was down to the theater that was like too cumbersome for me to get to on public transport. So I never saw in theater. But when it came out on DVD, I rented it out and I did wasn't prepared for just how awesome it was. And I actually watched it, <laughs> my DVD and copy and even the previews just our movies for that era. And the first thing was, was like a trailer for crank two. And I was like, man, I just have to watch the crank movies again. Like that is one of the best double features ever is crank one and two. Like hands down. I've never seen crank. Look, the crank movies are basically the template for what every comic book movie should be, except it's not based on a comic book. Okay. The tagline for the sequel is he was dead, but he got better. That's all you need to know. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen. I remember them because we sold them when I worked at Target. Like It's just it's so dope. Like I was not I went into this movie mostly blind. I didn't know anything about it. Then I knew it was a violent movie and I was not expecting how violent this movie is. This is like a slasher film. I mean, it really feels like one with the amount of blood and guts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want I mean, it should be. Film. It's it's the Punisher. It should be. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah, I, I it's the wanna... one time where I'm like, it makes sense. It reminded me a lot of Sin City in, in how graphic it was. Sin City's more graphic, I think. But this was up there. Oh, this is way more graphic. Than oh, yes. <laughs> Rom, do you, do you want an absurdly violent movie? I just watched Hobo with a shotgun last week. That movie's yes. fucking That movie's fucking redonkulous. Oh, good. I love that movie. I don't like so good over-the-top violence like this. I can say that. That is not my type of movie. Over-the-top violence is great when it's played for comedy, which is exactly what this is. Every every time something happens, like I was watching this and I knew parts were coming and I still laughed. Well, there were were a few times. I mean, to get the joke out of the way now, there was one part I laughed really hard near the end of the movie. When, When he's climbing up the building to go kill Jigsaw. In the end, and there's one part where he opens the door, and there's just some big fat guy just sitting in the elevator shaft. It looked like he goes, <laughs> "Oh, sh- oh, shit!" or "Oh, fucking shit!" And all I could think of is, "Oh, look, Frank Castle has two guns, Ken." <laughs> so I had to get out of the way. One of these days, one of these days, somebody's going to stop making that joke, and I'm not going to say anything because that'll draw attention to it. And then there's going to be like a Patreon like movie tier for Denzel Washington movies. And you're going to have to watch two guns because it's based on a comic book. Look, I have already suggested that a couple times now. Yeah, no, we'll do it. I just have too much other stuff, but no, I, I want to. <laughs> I mean, because so my, opi- my opinion awesome. last night was not good of this movie, but when I rewatched it today, my opinion is different when I, I didn't understand. I did not understand the movie last night. Maybe I wasn't in the right mindset for a, a goofy Goofy, you know, goofy, vi- overly violent movie. I don't know, but I just didn't understand what was happening, and I wasn't in it. Where tonight, today, when I watched it throughout the day, I was more like, okay, this is this isn't as bad as I thought. Still not my movie, not my kind of movie, but it was more entertaining. I mean, I would rather watch the Netflix series, which is like five episodes of Frank Castle doing like home repairs for someone. <laughs> 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 I've only watched the first season of that. Yeah, and half has, of that is him painting a fence. <laughs> it also has much better outfits because the Punisher outfit in this movie is fucking atrocious. Yeah, it's tactical. Really? I like it. 
It's not supposed to be like off-rack designer duds. Like, it's tactical. It's armor. I think the skull could pop a bit more, but other than that, yeah, I agree. Like, it's... I just love... I mean, nothing that's Ray Stevenson. Like, he's he's a handsome man, but I'm glad they kind of didn't cast, like, a sexy actor as a Punisher. I mean, like, Thomas Jane is a fuckable dude. Let's just get that out of there right away. And, like, this is just, like... (laughs) When you see Raven Stevenson, it's like, oh, no, this is a grizzled, beaten-down man who, like, doesn't have any luxuries whatsoever. Just, like, I love his, like, almost Ninja Turtle sewer layer. Like, yeah, this is what this guy has. He doesn't need, like, he eats military rations. He doesn't cook. He doesn't have a bed. He has a hammock. He just lives this crappy life because it's, like, all I care about is the mission, and that's it. That's fair. I mean, it is the, like, actor does a good job, and I think it's a good choice for the Punisher. I will say that for sure. It's, I like Thomas Jane better because I think I just that was like my first experience with the Punisher in live action. I never saw the Lundgren movie, so I have a more liking for that one. But uh, we'll do it. Why not? See, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher was my first Punisher live action experience. So I I saw it right. I saw it late night on HBO, and that movie is so dark you can barely see anything. <laughs> And it's, I, I thought at the time, I was like, oh man, this is the coolest thing. I love this. I love The Punisher. This movie speaks to me. And going back and watching it, time not really kind to that movie. But um, but you bring up a good point about Ray Stevenson just being like grizzled and hulking. And like, you look at him and you're like, you know what? I'm pretty sure if I was in a fight with him, I would die. <laughs> and that's what I want from the Punisher. Like yeah. Thomas Jane, no slight against Thomas Jane. I don't know that I couldn't take him in a fight. Yeah, he doesn't have the same like overpowering intimidation that this actor has. Oh yeah, Ray Stevenson. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. This is my first time. He was ever in, the seen Thor him in a movie, movies. I think. He's yeah, he was Volstag Volstag. in the Thor movies. Oh. Okay, so I have seen him in a few <laughs> movies. You should also go watch the HBO series Rome. He was in that. That's actually yeah. what got him this job. I oh. haven't seen it, but wasn't he the villain in RRR? I haven't seen that either. I know I need to. He is in that movie. I can tell you that. He's Governor Scott Buxton. Yep. Okay, so he's that's definitely the villain. Yep. <laughs> okay. 100%. That sounds like a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I was impressed with that. I was impressed with the intimidation factor. I mean, I guess I think last night and I also didn't appreciate this movie. Like, I didn't come into it. I wasn't expecting just a gr- just a, a a gritty dark comedy full of just over the top action where people are just getting murdered. Like I wasn't expecting what this movie did. Like when I went into it and you have the first scene where they're in the dining room and he just the first thing you see him cut off a guy's head. The first <laughs> thing you see it, I'm like, well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Good stuff. Puts down yeah. that flare and just runs up that table. <laughs> and he kills I mean, a disabled is... man. He kills a disabled man. Mm-hmm. Hey, Punisher <sighs> doesn't discriminate, okay? Exactly. Able-bodied, disabled, black, white, Asian. It doesn't black matter. guy with dredge you and an Irish punished, accent? You're punished. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be such a shit, then, if oh my you God. don't want to be killed. And he, even in that first scene, he stabs a guy through the head, too. Oh. God, there's so many great, like, oh, ridiculous it was just so killings in this. Brutal. And I was and, like, 
what the <laughs> fuck am I watching at first? I, I just think I wasn't in the right mood. I think it's great. I, I think you could you could definitely have like the shift tone because you have like the introduction of the mafia and you're like, okay, this could be pretty normal. And then the Punisher runs in all 30 guns on him and a boot knife that glistens in the night. And then he kills a dude by kneeing him in the back. This is <laughs> it's going to be a great movie, you guys. Yep. I mean, the second he gets up on the chandelier and just starts shooting people and spinning <laughs> like it's already 11 out of 10 right there. Yeah, nice. like. Okay, I gotta say it. Like the hanging from the ceiling and shooting while you're hanging upside down and spinning around. Like my brain immediately went, "Okay, Boondock Saints." That's where we're same. <laughs> that's what my wife said. She's like, "Rope, I got your fucking rope for you." She loves that movie. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while, so I own both of them. <laughs> I own the first. I saw the second in theater. So did I. And I'm really bummed they never made a third one called The Saints Come Marching In. They're (laughs) supposedly working on it. I've never seen either of those movies. Look, I I know we're not talking about Boondock Saints here, but everybody should go watch the movie Overnight. It is a wonderful documentary about the making of the Boondock Saints and how Troy Duffy had all of this money from Miramax to make a movie and pissed it away because he's an asshole. (laughs) <laughs> oh all right you have my attention though it's a yeah, great I really documentary I, I love stories like oh stupid. so good especially when it involves hurting herbie weinstein <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess it it didn't dawn on me either that this like when i was thinking about this movie before i didn't realize this movie came out the same year as iron man and hulk and after them and, and Dark there's a reason that this is the like the lowest grossing marvel movie because it doesn't target, it doesn't fit the target audience. No. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I have a whole thing about this movie, if I may. Of course. Of course. All right. So the 2004 Punisher, we saw it, all of us nerds, and we were like, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it could be a little more violent, right? And a lot of people said, oh, it's not like the comics. Where's the dark? Why is it so bright? Frank's so happy. What's going on? So this movie, I feel like, was made in direct response to that. You cannot get any closer to the comic book. This is 100% Garth Ennis's Punisher Max title. Like, this is a, a literal comic book adaptation. Like, everything looks like his comic books. and. Everybody was like, no, not like that. And I'm assuming, <laughs> can you listen to the How Did This Get Made with Lexi Alexander? Oh, you're goddamn right. Yeah, and like <laughs> she was talking about, like people were saying it's nothing like this, and she pointed out, it's like, these things are basically, I took parts of the comics as storyboards for this movie. Yeah, like Interesting. this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there, I'm going to say a wild thing. This is the closest we're ever going to get to a one-to-one Marvel comic book movie. Period. The end. That's gospel. Okay. I believe that. And that's the gospel truth. I've also only (laughs) ever read one Punisher book, and it was an annual because it connected with the Evolutionary War. So I'm not. That also doesn't help. I I don't have any experience with Punisher comics, and that's by choice. I would recommend reading Greg Rucka's Punisher. Oh, that brings back memories. <laughs> I'm currently reading Star Wars comics right now, so but maybe after all the freaking Sandman and Watchmen we read, I'm like, I need something chill. If you need something chill, you should check out Moon Knight. I read Japanese manga. 
So do I. <laughs> this is one of two Marvel movies that use the Marvel Knights brand. I guess that was something they wanted to get off the ground but never did. It's like this and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. That yep. movie's bad. Oh, no, it's not. It's, oh, it's so good, Mike. <laughs> I've seen it. I saw it in theaters, and I remember I walked out upset, and I haven't seen it since. So, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance is amazing. I'm sensing a pattern. So Mike likes Daredevil and the original Punisher and the connecting link that both have Amy Lee from Evanescence on their soundtracks. Weird, huh? Take out that element and it's like absolute trash in the eyes of Mike. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. No Amy Lee, not for me. Mike Alberton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll run with that. Look, all, all I know is... a t-shirt. All, all I know is, is if uh, I know at least a handful of anime that'd probably be better if you add Linkin Park or Evanescence to it, just like in those music videos they make. So I get it. Oh, I was introduced to Linkin Park videos. actually. It was FF10 music vid- uh, anime music video? Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's but no, I mean it was it was also like it was nice for me to see a movie that somehow had a comic book movie that had completely slipped by that I never got around to seeing. Because I kind I try to see all comic book movies, at least Marvel and DC ones. Like I've seen the majority of them, so I'm glad I you know in that case like I, I did want to see them. I mean, and I think I like I, when I watched it today, I do appreciate it more that it does have the violence. Like there were some there were some funny parts. Like there it's mid movie or near the end, but like that one part, there's a guy he punches not in the face through the face. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of hilarious, and I did laugh. Hi, Mike was laughing a whole bunch at this movie. So, yeah, that uh, that, that that has the only weird piece of knowledge that I know about this movie, which is the reason why that happens is be somewhere in like some director's commentary, and I'm probably wrong because I usually am. They said that the reason why that happens because that's why that guy's always shown doing cocaine. And his weeks are his bones are so weak from doing cocaine, the Punisher's fist just goes right through his skull. I don't think that makes sense. I don't even need an explanation. Like the movie has basically established that that's a thing that can happen, and and it works within the, what they made. Like it's fine. I don't need an explanation because it's just awesome. As <laughs> you know, you know what is an explanation. Blair, I know you're not from America, so I can tell you right now, no, you cannot walk down the street in tactical gear covered in guns and no one will bother you. That's oh, liar. Fun. You can go to the White House dress like that. <laughs> 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 oh, there was a part that I thought of Blair immediately when J- after Jigsaw gets injured and he's like, I had to go to a free clinic. I didn't pay my insurance. And I just thought of Blair right away and Blair would be like, yep, that sounds right. That's a Canadian. You know, uh, nothing. It would have took two years for him to get that reconstructive surgery done up here. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Uh, what you just breezed on by there. Let's oh no, I'm going to definitely go back to it. Saw. No, well, definitely. I, I want to talk about. I just, I just that one line. I just thought of because I me mean, with Blair, he's Canadian, so he doesn't live in this country, and and just seeing like, so I, you know, and I we make Medicare, you know, jokes about that because our our health system is garbage here. <laughs> so. I mean, That's to be fair, of. ours is too. When you get what you pay for. So, so real quick, you had that thought, Mike. My thought was, yo, the fucking Italian mafia has an HMO. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I figured it was a joke, and there was no insurance because they're self-employed. Oh. But also, when you have that much money, I'm sure you can find someone to take care of you and just hand them the cash. Yeah, the movie was also filmed in Montreal, I believe. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is in? Um, 
I get to give a couple. <laughs> oh man! So is like, like Jigsaw the only Punisher villain? Because I haven't watched. I've watched a few Punisher things, and I've seen Jigsaw now twice in live action things. I'm like, is there like no other Punisher villains? He's the big one. Yeah, okay. like one of the big ones. Kingpin, and obviously. And they didn't do him for the first film, although they kind of did because the 2005 video game is almost a pseudo sequel to the 2004 Thomas Jane film where John Travolta's son becomes Jigsaw and you fight him and he has a jetpack at the end. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Wait, is is this the same Punisher game where you meet Iron Man shit? Yeah, and Matt Murdock's in it and Bullseye. This is the one where you voice. kill people. Like, this is the brutal one where you kill people with all sorts of things, right? Torture them? Yeah. The yeah. 10 out of 10 Punisher game. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to play that one day. That, yeah, that's a good Punisher game. <laughs> Thomas Shane does the voice, so. Okay. That seems sequel to me. I mean, I was just curious about that because I, I just so much freaking, you know, the fact that I saw Jigsaw twice, it made me thinking, like, oh, I, I remember putting my notes. So I had to delete it and retype it because, like, when that part, when. The guy gets pushed into the bottle machine that's crunching all the glass bottle. I'm like, yeah, he's dead. And then they don't kill him. I was really surprised when he survived. And I'm like, yep, I know where this is going. I just love that in this they do Jigsaw and he's he's just so disgusting. And the makeup is so good with all the stitching. And in the Netflix season two Punisher, they do Jigsaw. And it's a very handsome man who basically has like a tiny scar down his face. So it's like that beastly movie where the guy is like supposed to be a beast, but it's still handsome as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> He's just bald and has weird black veins sometimes. <laughs> but like this jigsaw, this is comic accurate jigsaw. Like the way he looks. I was I was so excited when I saw this because my first exposure, first, you know, other than comic media exposure to the Punisher, was the Punisher game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. And Jigsaw was one of the bad guys in that game. And fun fact about that video game, guess his website is quoted on its Wikipedia page. <gasps> oh! <laughs> that See, be we you? Have a, we have a celebrity in this podcast. I didn't even do it. Someone else did it. <laughs> That's what makes it even better. Oh, hey, there it is right there. I'll I keep damn. waiting for someone to make a Wikipedia for games my mom found, but I don't see that happening. I think we deserve to be on Wikipedia. <laughs> someone, so, someone listening, get on that right now. Please. I'd be very happy. Make my section the biggest because it's the best. The whole section for the two guns joke. Is that really what you want, Ken? Apparently it is. Disregard what I said. <laughs> there, there were a couple things in this movie that also kind of cracked me up that well, <laughs> good and bad. Like the, like the whole thing with the police where the police don't want to do anything. I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah it sounds about right. Come on, They're man, just like, yep, yeah, let them kill people. Dollar. Who cares? Like, and I keep thinking to myself, I, I was thinking when watching this last night, you know what you should do? Like every time you have a recruitment for cops at the last day of the recruitment, you put on this movie and you ask them, is Punisher a good guy or a bad guy? And everybody goes, yeah, go Punisher. You go, get out the fucking room right now. You're fired. That's what you should do. <laughs> You're also, idol- if you're a cop owned. and you're idolizing this guy who's fucking breaking the law, you should not be a cop. Also, that's he's a owned by the Walt Disney Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> but what's worse, Mike, is that that's a Punisher comic. <laughs> there, there, there's a com. There's there's a newer comic where he's like walking. He's like walking down the road, and I guess the police recognize him, and his cops like, "Yeah, look, we put your logo 
on the back of a police car because we like you so much. And Frank Castle just gives them like the ugliest look. And he looks at the sticker and rips it off. And they're like, the fuck Punisher? And he's like, you guys aren't supposed to idolize me. You're supposed to be upholding the law. And I think he beats the shit out of both of them. Yep. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. Like when you when I see people with the, you know, idiots drive by with their cars and they have like the, the, the blue and white Punisher thing, you know, the, for the back, the blue, but it's Punisher skull. It's like you do know the point the police is uphold the law, not just gun down people or the point of the Punisher is just to gun down people. Like there's a difference here, guys. Big the best, difference. The best one I've seen is the one where it's the Punisher logo with the Blue Lives Matter line, and then it also has Trump's hair. Oh my god! Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? No, that's a real sticker. No, I'm not surprised. I mean, there was that time where where Trump was talking to the police, and he's like, "Rough them up, you know, toss them into the car, beat them up while you're putting them in the car. Who cares?" Like, so that made me think of this too. Because that that just that time, I think that's the reason I'm not a, not as big a fan of the Punisher too, because of the fact that he's been like the, the alt-right has tried to make him like their symbol in a way for some reason. Yeah, which, you know, is fine. Alt-right tried to like Bud Light and look where that got him. Bud Light's like, trash. I don't know why it's like Bud Light in the first place, but nobody likes the fact that the alt-right likes their stuff. Everybody's <laughs> unhappy with it. So anyway, well, that's, that's another thing I was thinking of too with, with this movie. <laughs> Because there's multiple times where the cops are just like, well, the one guy just gives, you know, lets him out of the car, and the other guy's like, yeah, he took he, he took my keys. Oh, <laughs> and he punched so himself bad. in the face. Like, yeah, I think you have a lot more injuries from this Punisher, buddy, than a than a split lip. Oh, God, Jigsaw's just so much fun in this movie, though. Okay, yeah, I mean, you you you're not wrong. He he is a good villain in this. It's just fucking. Is he that weird in the comics too? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's fucking insane. Okay, so it's awesome. So this this is after the Dark Knight, right? So because like I, I every time I watch a movie and a character acts like that, I'm like, is this after the Dark Knight? Because a lot of times it's because it's after the Dark Knight. Yeah, this is after. I mean, that's why I think another reason this movie didn't do good. It came out the wrong year. I mean, a lot of good movies, comic book movies, came out that year. I and... think it's the wrong time. Like, I was reading an article today about like the Dungeons and Dragons movie came out and people loved it, but it's it it's basically a flop, and it's because oh, like. If they would have put it, it just came out at a really bad time. Like, this is a January movie. This is a, there's nothing in theaters. What's playing? Oh, The Punisher? I saw that. Let's go see it. And it makes like a tiny profit. Like, this came out in December. I don't even know the date. I don't even know December what competition. December 10th. I don't, uh, what was big that year? Because I'm used to like that time of year being like Avatar, Tron like star wars there's always like a big christmas movie but this isn't that like it's i don't know it's like they had the rights and they had to make a movie and then they're just like i oh, just put it out we don't care like yeah. it didn't feel like there's a lot of marketing either and i think that was a problem too yeah this is it was released during award season which is ridiculous <laughs> like let's see but th- this is also one of the movies where you can kind of see that these these movies are what's popular, especially back then, because I'm looking at it now uh, and what came out December 2008. And as most I can see is Gran Torino, The Spirit. Uh, Gran Torino is probably what people decide to see other than this, because it came out December 9th. The Transporter 3, uh, something oh. called Val- Valkyrie, which is probably a fucking good movie. Yeah, uh, Brian movie. Singer, Tom Cruise, World War Two movie. Yeah, based on a real life event, sort of. Wait, isn't Brian Singer a piece of shit? Ryan Singer is a piece of shit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's a pedophile. Hey, you know who else is a piece of shit? 
Doug so? Hutchison who plays Looney Bin Jim in this movie. Oh, he's oh. like, what would he do? He's a piece of shit groomer, apparently. Oh, oh no. Yeah, he also played Tombs in the X Files. Never seen the X Files. He he does play a good crazy in this though. Oh, well, he, he plays a crazy in this. He plays a really good crazy in the X Files. Yeah. I did like some. I felt like the Hannibal the Hannibal Lecter reference when he's gonna when he eats the guy's liver. Like that's what I was thinking of when during that whole part. That's what it made me think of. I mean, that's fair. He was crazy. He's like, Dude, I'm gonna get my applesauce back. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> An amazing movie. Like. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really annoyed because, like, I'm looking at critical response, like, some website, and I'm not going to give it any credit because, you know, fuck this take. May God have mercy on this film's soul. Punisher Warzone is bland, uninspired, and it missed the point of the source material entirely. It's like these people have never read a proper Punisher comic. What? That's just stupid. I mean, this movie wasn't boring. I didn't like it as much, but because this isn't my style of movie... But like what Bill Tucker, who's un- who unfortunately couldn't make this episode, has said many times in the show, it's better to be a bad movie than a boring movie. Like Daredevil can be a boring movie. And I really enjoyed it. But like this movie isn't boring. It, it's just fucking weird and, and just like, but it will. it's something you'll remember. I will take a thousand Punisher War Zones over like half of Quantumania's or Eternals or Captain Marvel's like... A lot of MCU films that are in like I, I went to a superhero symphony show last week and they they were queuing up songs and were like, here's the theme from Captain Marvel. I'm like no one knows the theme from Captain Marvel. I don't know the theme from Captain Marvel. Yeah, no one knows the theme from Captain Marvel. <laughs> and I was like, they didn't do X-Men or like Danny Elfman's music from Spider-Man, but they, they saved the slot from Captain Marvel. Well, that's probably like, because Disney was like, yeah, you can do our music. Don't you dare touch the films we didn't make. Disney probably doesn't have a, have a crap about the Newfoundland Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> hey, they do care about, like, you know, Capcom, Marvel vs. Capcom. Like, oh, you can't have any X-Men characters. Fuck you. We don't have the right. So. Well, they got them now anyway, so they don't give a crap. <laughs> that's why we have, we have to get a good Marvel vs. Capcom game next time they ever make one. With X-Men characters. You say might get a good one when they're all 12 out of 10s? <laughs> I thought Infinite wasn't good. Oh, it's it terrific. I've never, I can't speak. I haven't played them. They're not my style of game. Ooh, I just know you're going to be like Infinite. Fight, fight, fight. Like, I hate good <laughs> games. <laughs> That's definitely Ugh. one of my things on this show, I think. Oh, I did enjoy the FBI agent that is that ends up working with Castle in the end of this movie. That black guy, the bald guy. You mean Resident Evil's Colin Salmon? <laughs> oh, he was in that movie. He's also in Arrow, if I remember correctly. He is also in the Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies? Question mark. I think yes. I can't remember anything what you're saying, but it sounds correct. Hmm. Yeah, I got nothing though. But no, I, I like seeing him in this. I, I was happy oh. to see him in this. I'm like, okay, he and he's a he does a good job in this. Like he plays it well. Like there's one part where he has a guy like. Has a gun towards a guy or something that he's about to arrest, and then Frank Castle comes in, blows the guy's off. He's like, he's like, fucking Castle. It's just great. Oh no, no, no. He he's holding a child in his arm. Oh, yep. And he's gonna read his Miranda rights, but he just takes a shotgun and blows his head off, and the kid's completely unfazed, and it is so funny. <laughs> and that kid's gonna need so much therapy, and I don't care. Because oh, that five minutes is so good. <laughs> there's okay. one thing. 
there's one thing I absolutely love since we're, we're jumping around. And yeah. uh, one thing one thing this movie I absolutely love and I have multiple notes on from whatever I was as I quote and I tell people gunked out of my gourd is one uh, of. But one of the dumb plot lines for the movie is the Punisher kills the FBI agent who is a he's a family man. You know, he has a wife and a kid. And of course, Punisher goes, oh, I had family once and now I feel bad. And it just ends up just being a really weird thing where you're not really sure what's going on because the Punisher is like, I hello, family. I am man. Would you please spend time with me? But then you have the partner of the of the FBI agent who's also doing the same thing. So you're kind of flip-flopping of, well, this is going to go somewhere is one way or another. I don't know if it's okay. Like the whole yeah. idea where he's at the funeral, like you're a wanted man and they know what you <laughs> look like. I'm like this isn't like fence. you're, you know, hidden. Like no one knows what you look, you know, who you, who you are, what you look like. They know exactly who you are. To be fair, he was wearing a nice coat. Oh, but he wasn't. You got to wear it. But this is, you got to wear a hat because if you wear a baseball cap, nobody will recognize you. And glasses. And this is something I kind of want to get in discussion because I, I'm kind of on the fence about. I, I like this development because it gives it gives the Punisher something like just a little bit of extra something other than just one no killing machine. But at the okay. same time, I don't know if the Punisher would feel that much remorse about killing a person in law enforcement. Like yeah. it seems a little bit. It can. It's almost out of character a little bit. I'll give you that. I like. I also, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I also don't think he would feel bad if he killed the guy on accident, like the way he did. Because, like, he, was he like next to like a toilet, and the guy just walked out and he shot him? And he, no, he was on like a catwalk, and he jumps in the in the place and ends up killing him. But he thinks he's part of the mob because he's an undercover FBI agent. Like, he, there's no way he could have known. That's I just standard it, risk of the position, though. It, it yeah, almost would have worked a, if you would have established that, like. Maybe like the Punisher has been acting for a while, but then he's not as precise as what he used to be. And he realizes that, like, I used to be better and I would know I would be would do like my homework almost like something like that. I that shows like that. maybe he's like because I think they said he's been active for four years. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting because there was a four year gap between this and the Thomas Jane movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like that they go the route of not having an origin story, but it's just kind of like in the opening credits and they talk about it throughout the game, throughout the game, throughout the movie. Like, I did appreciate that. I'm appreciating that this was a comic movie that realized, yeah, we don't need to do the origin story again. So we're just going to put it in a different way. Yeah, you fucking hear that, Zack Snyder? You don't, don't worry, do you, it every you time. gotta see her get killed every time. We gotta see those pearls. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping we get that scene during the flash so Ken will get mad. <laughs> I'm excited for that movie. I am way driven. more excited than I feel like I should be, but I'm actually really excited to see how that movie turns out. Agreed. I don't trust early buzz, but it, it, it can be denied because early buzz is always, hey, you want to help your YouTube channel or whatever. Here's oh, an yeah, NDA that says you're only allowed to say good things. But the buzz is up there. And I mean, it's without getting too much off track. Like, I mean, Ezra Miller is I, I have no idea. I hope he gets the help he needs. But uh, I, I just want to see Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. there's no way he they they're they're gone. Ezra Miller is gone after this movie. My my guess is that whatever is going to happen when they re like, I don't think any of Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, they're all gone. They're just J- Jason Momoa. They're just not saying it yet because all those actors are in a current movie 
that's still coming out. I think that's why when it came out that one, like, yeah, of course they can come back. Like, no, none of them are coming back. Yeah, Ezra Miller is extremely problematic. And look, it never should have gotten this far. Like, we had Batwoman canceled for less. Way less. And I actually wanted to see that movie. And it stars perennial sunflower Brendan Fraser as Firefly. So that was only canceled because of money. Yeah, okay. Oh, That's what they to- say. Oh, I thought I thought it was like, how, why did the Batwoman show get canceled? But we're talking about the Batgirl movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Batgirl? I thought Batgirl, it was Batgirl, yeah. Whatever. Point being, that movie got canceled for nothing. And Ezra Miller's over here being an entire dramatic ass problem. And HBO's like, let it go. We'll release it. I think they I just spent too much money and they couldn't gave it, it. Yeah. Uh, Victor yeah. Lucas had it on Twitter and David Hayter. The voice of Solid Snake and the writer of the original X-Men basically described it as a sunk cost fallacy where it's like we've already invested this much money. Like we can't not put this out. There's already yeah, there's been toys a, made. There's a and reason they call it fallacy, though, because it's yeah. not logically sound. And then all of the marketing and people are like, why is all the trailers doing all like the Batman 89 lines? And it's like, well, because they're trying to distract you from this. And it's like, here's. You like Michael Keaton. You like Batman. Here's Michael Keaton as Batman. Forget about all the other stuff. We're going to jingle the keys in front of you while all this stuff's happening. <laughs> yeah, forget yeah. that our main actor's a piece of shit. Forget that. Okay. <clears throat> so this FBI agent walks in the police station, and I believe the excuse that the police give him is we can't stop. We can't stop the Punisher because we're too worried about the mafia. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. We're 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 too busy with with shit or something like that. He says. Yeah, and we we get this whole, which I think was probably like the funniest part, one of the funniest parts of the movie, too, because this movie really does have a lot of humor to it. It's where he walks in and this one cop is like really excited. Then he's like, oh, I'm so glad someone's finally here to to look at my, you know, my my Punisher Outlook project or PowerPoint project. And he talks about this whole thing. And I was hoping there's one thing I want to ask you guys, because you guys are a little more knowledgeable in comics. Besides the Punisher being a Marine, he's a Marine, right? It it changes depending on because they have to yeah. when he started, it was the Vietnam War. But I think as they move okay. the timeline up, it was like Desert Storm. And pretty soon he'll probably be Afghanistan. I think currently it's Afghanistan. Yeah, that makes the sense. Netflix show. Yeah, that seems right. But there's this weird like it, it, it goes from and it, it's it's after 9-11 because one of this. I know this movie is made after 9-11 and I, I have comments about how you can tell in this movie as well, because there's the weird thing about like selling was it their italian mafias trying to sell get money from the russian mafia to get bioweapons from afghanistan i don't want to use the term for the movie but the racist ass term that i didn't realize when i first watched this while i was high it did not occur to me they were making a racist term i'm like who are these guys like oh is this some other group in the of gang that i don't know from the marvel comics no no this is just we're insulting middle eastern i'm like yeah. right yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty blatant. No, it, I was hot. What can I say? <laughs> so it didn't click. It clicked this time, like, instantly. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's because I'm not, I didn't take any edibles today while I, you know, was working <laughs> and watching this movie throughout the day. Like, so I was able, like, and I caught that. I'm like, that is just shitty. It really, it really bothered me more. And so, but, you yeah, know, I get it. Like, it's just, it's such a, a like, unnecessary plot because it's only there to show why the FBI is involved, mm-hmm. I guess. And I don't know. I just didn't really, I didn't care for it. I mean, it's it's such a minimal thing, though. It's essentially just like 
a plot element to get the person undercover for the Punisher to kill. And then it's kind of nearly pushed to the background because it's not like the climax is the Punisher has to stop this bomb from going off or else all of New York will be blanketed in this whatever bioterror thing. It's like, no, it's just a showdown between him and Jigsaw. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, they even just basically, like, Jigsaw sets up the people who are going to help them. And then that causes, like, another army to come after him in the climax. It just, you know, in the 80s, Russians were villains and everything. And now in this era, you know, a certain type of people who maybe shouldn't have been villains are now villains and things. And they still are, unfortunately. Yeah, and and I mean, at least this movie doesn't have them. Like, there there is no Middle Eastern people in this movie that they're fighting. So that was kind of a nice change. They're just fighting Italian, Irish. And I guess the black mob a little bit like, eh, a little it's a little bit everyone. The Punisher isn't discriminating who he punishes. No, I mean, like the way they do it when they do the recruit, when Jigsaw goes recruiting, I did laugh. Like it was something yeah. to point out to me, I'll to review about the colors. They own this movie only uses three colors at a time. And once I like, I, cause I watched some videos this morning. So I'm like, I really didn't like this movie. Am I missing something? And then when I went and rewatched it, I paid attention to stuff like that. I'm like, okay, there, there's some funny stuff here. And I feel like a lot of that got missed. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Lexi Alexander's earlier movie, Green Street Hooligans. I haven't, no. no. Absolutely amazing movie, all about the descent of a Harvard student into the soccer hooligan lifestyle. Elijah Wood's in it, Charlie Hunnam's in it. It's a hell of a movie. Exceptionally violent. But, like, this movie, I feel like, could have only really been made by Lexi Alexander. That's such a bummer, too, that she never got a lot of work out. I know she, I think she moved into TV. She did direct some episodes of Arrow. Yeah, Arrow, Supergirl, she did do some of those. But she had a really rough time with this movie. A lot of just innate sexism from the nerd side of the table. People, you know, calling for her to be removed from the movie before it was even out. Thanks, ain't it cool news, you pieces of shit. But, like... It's it's a bummer. And she is a fiercely, fiercely talented director. She's a fiercely talented stunt person. Oh, my God. Like, that's where that's where she got her start. She's, you know, really good at martial arts. She's multi-talented. And just uh, it's such a bummer because a she deserves better. I was gonna say a lot of the stunts in this movie are like actually pretty good, too. Like, I don't think. There was never a fight scene in this movie where I wasn't at least enjoying of what was going on. Yeah, and the way they cut it is just, this movie was filmed by somebody who knows action. And I'm going to say it, this is the precursor to John Wick. (laughs) I don't think I'm wrong. You look at the kinetic style of shooting, you look at the, the way that they frame Frank in his fights, like... This is there's a straight line from this movie to John Wick and nobody's talking about it. I said what I said. Which is funny because now it's the other way around where a bunch of movies are trying to rip off John Wick. Yeah. I wish more would. Have you seen the Resident Evil CGI movies? Uh, I mean, yeah, they're terrible. But I'm just thinking about like a couple of years ago, like I always talk about like action films and so... God, I guess like 2021 now, or maybe it was 2022. Either way, they put out a terrible Snake Eyes movie. Oh. Uh, and I, lo- okay, I'm going to say it straight out here. I know they're bad. I love 
the two G.I. Joe movies. Oh, yeah. They're like, so I dumb don't have awesome. any nostalgia for G.I. Joe, but they're so dumb. They're incredible. And they're highly entertaining. And then you had a Snake Eyes movie that has all these amazing action people. And the action is intelligible. It's boring. And it's just not having any fun. And you have Samara Weaving, who is like one of my favorite actresses. She's in uh, Ready or Not and Guns Akimbo. Like she just goes all in on crazy stuff. And it's just boring. And I'm like, this is the movie where you need a copy of John Wick. Like it's Snake Eyes. And you have like these people who are like half the age of Keanu Reeves who are not willing to do the crunches to learn all this stuff. Like Scott Atkins, who's in John Wick Chapter 4, just had this two-part YouTube video where he talks to Keanu Reeves kind of about his career. And it's like, more movies need people like him. Well, they also need time to be made because like the Marvel movies now are at such an accelerated pace that it's like, and Scarlet doesn't have time to do this. Just slap her motorcycle helmet on her, put in the stunt person. She can go chill out for the rest of the day. Like, we have to get this out because this needs to come out and this needs to come out because we need to build up this thing. Yeah. Like, this is a long yeah. lost era of, like, we're just going to make a Punisher movie. We don't have to worry about setting up, like, a Punisher expanded universe or linking into everything. It's like, here's just a solid Punisher story. No, well, it definitely is that. I mean, and it, and it has an ending. I mean, the movie wraps up, you know, its it story is telling. One thing that I, I don't think we brought up yet, uh, Wayne Knight is in this movie. No, man. Uh, and <laughs> the only I got choice for... I saw him and, and my wife quoted as we were watching the movie. She's like, we got Dodson here. Dodson here. See, nobody cares. Like, <laughs> he really is the only choice for Micro, period. Yes, he does a great job as Micro. And, you know, very comic accurate. What I didn't understand is, like, I guess, in well, I didn't understand the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched the movie. So he's pretty much, the old, in this in this movie, he's the one funding the, the Punisher. Like, he's the one get, buying all his guns and everything, essentially. Well, he, you know, he gives the Punisher gadgets. He's like the Punisher's Q. Okay. Yeah. He also gives him info, I guess, too. Oh, yeah. Like, Micro is all-purpose. I only know Micro from, he was in the Punisher series by Netflix, the first season he's in that, for sure. He was in and that's where I uh, Spider-Man the Animated Series. It's been a long time since I well, I've seen that episode. That okay, that was probably my first experience with Punisher, like many people that animated animated show. But it's been a long time. So uh, this movie, I, I I was waiting for it and I kept pausing it throughout the beginning because I wanted to see. I think no, Mike says it. Did anybody else say something about the thirty-minute mark? Not specifically. Okay. No, just me, because that's when I got up and went and got high. Oh, yeah, no, no. Cool. It makes sense, because the 30-minute mark of this movie is where the, they walk in and uh, are not yet jigsaws in the chair, and his face is all bandaged up. And I think they talk uh... about they talk about using horse ass to help fix his face. <laughs> horse hide, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then you, they, uh, what is it? They I thought they were going to say he, because they, they make a comment, they're like, oh, yeah, like all of your skin was basically ripped off. I don't know why my first... And, thought was like oh he's a big scab man now like he's gonna be gross underneath <laughs> and then he he they take the thing off and i'm like oh now i get why he's called J- jigsaw that <laughs> makes sense it's not just a clever name i do like how he gets his name in this that he sees a commercial for jigsaw puzzles or something or something like that yeah and a yeah. billboard okay yeah. i did like that though stupid like, but i liked it and he's not jigsaws jigsaw Oh my god, let's talk about that accent. I have not heard anybody chew on the word cop like this since the departed. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't shut the cop. 
Oh my god, I love it so much. I'm assuming all that was done on purpose. Like the whole like chewing of the this that the freaking like accents are so heavy and like just all, all over the place like that. Yeah, these are people going all in on great material. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that uh having your skin ripped off of your flesh also gives you super strength because I think whenever they get into the mental house, he just snaps a guy's head all the way around. Yep, that's just movie stuff. Everybody can do that in the movies. Frank <laughs> does it a couple times. Yeah, they do a lot of brutal stuff in this movie that, again, wouldn't work, but that's neither here nor there. So, But see, that's the thing. This is like, okay, so let's take the Saw movies, also helmed by a man named Jigsaw. No relation. Those, The violence in those movies is not played for entertainment. It's played to horrify. Yes. Like looking at this incredibly lethal game of mousetrap, because that's all it is. And like, you're just like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. This is Saturday morning cartoon version of that violence. This is amped up to 13 out of 10, because we already said 12 out of 10. Like, <laughs> this is violence. It's Is it graphic? Yes. Is it brutal? Yes. But it, I don't think it's meant to be as unsettling as... Like some violence from horror movies. It looks ridiculous, frankly, most of the time. Like it is, you get gouts of blood from places that shouldn't gout blood like that. Like Ugh. it's anatomically incorrect, but God, it's fun. No, Ken is right. When I, when I was, when I was rewatching it today, I, I really did pay notice that more. And I'm like, this is just, this is just fun. Like I was really having a better time. I didn't understand how him getting handcuffed by the FBI guy, like, all of a sudden they're just like, okay, he's arrested. Like, wouldn't he have just, like, broke his arm or, like, did something to get away? Well, he, people, is a long game because he says, like, I will, like, get out. Like, I will trade you this information and get you this guy to get this bigger thing if you give me, like, the information on Frank Castle. And then that's what leads them all. It's It all works. It all flows so well. <laughs> It's I'm... almost like a a jigsaw puzzle of sorts. <laughs> I'm sorry. We we glanced over my favorite part of the movie. Oh, what tell me feel? you're going to say what I think you're going to say. I am going to say what I think you're gonna, you think I'm going to say. So uh, before, you know, Frank Castle gets handcuffed, he goes to the hell's his name? His micro uh, Wayne Knight. Yeah, he goes up to Wayne Knight and he's like, you know, whatever. I need info, blah, blah, blah. And they talk about like the street gang that works for them and they're Iron uh, ironically, this is also when when parkour was up and coming, and people thought it was really cool <laughs> and popular. It's so great. And you know, I guess these guys get away because the police can't keep up with them because they run and jump good. Well, I mean, they <laughs> they just eat a lot of Krispy Kremes, as we were previously told. It it tracks. It's just that <laughs> accent. It's that Jam Jamaican Irish accent. That was terrible. But that's what it was. Just it was so weird. Like the, the dreadlock guy that's in charge of it just like spinning around, they're jumping over stuff for no reason. I'm like, this is stupid and hilarious at the same time. You have well, it was a post district B thirteen, post Casino Royale. So you gotta have parkour. Mm. Uh District B thirteen. I haven't thought about that movie in a while. I'm gonna watch oh, that tonight. Nice. So good. <laughs> it is that that proves that parkour is an art form. That's when I saw theater that uh, never played around here. But mm. anyway, you haven't gotten to the best part yet, Joe. Please continue. We, we we have these guys who are just hooping and hollering and jump and jumping around and they're on a rooftop. And you have our 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 first man, the leader jumping over what's probably what, like a 10 foot gap. 
and it just has the most excellent butt rock playing. And then another new dude just jumps with his knees tucked in and just the a missile just comes out of nowhere and blows this dude to fucking pieces. <laughs> and it's right like in the middle of the perfect, perfectly timed joke. <laughs> it's like setup and delivery. And like, I remember that was the thing that stuck out to me the first time I saw this. Like, I remember I'm pretty sure we had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> or just, I like, laughed at that part too. I just. Air. And I think the edible had already kicked into at this point. I just started laughing my ass off at this part. And Hilarious. Like, it, I think it's a great part. high to watch Eternals, not the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I might have fallen asleep during the Eternals. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep during this. I wasn't that tired. I was entered. I was. I don't know what I was. <laughs> Look, if you fall asleep during this movie, you're not paying attention because there is always something going on that is just of absolute magnificence. It's either a work of genius, or it's the worst line reading you've heard, or somebody is doing something that is absolutely bizarre. Like, there's <laughs> there's no downtime in this movie. And even, like, the part with the rocket launcher, so what immediately follows is the leader being thrown off into off the building onto a spike, like a Mortal Kombat 2 fatality. Well, sorry, yes. Mortal Kombat 1, because Mortal Kombat 2 didn't have spikes. Rare. And then the Punisher jumps down, presumably, I don't care if it's from the top of the building, and lands on his head to break his fall. Yeah. <laughs> How do you not love that? I know, it's, it's great. And the splatter that accompanied him hitting the head, like, oh. Because you also have him choking right before, he's like, ah, and also, he's just done, because he just gets his oh, neck broke. so good. <laughs> it's definitely one of the most violent movies I've ever seen, that's for sure. In and a while. yeah, just like when they... Because the whole thing is like the Punisher, there's a Punisher task squad with the police and it's one guy, this detective soap who's who's working with the Punisher. And I love like he has an introduction with Colin Salmon and he's just in this room and it's like full of boxes. It's almost like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he's like, OK, uh, where are all the castle files? And it's like all of them. So you just, just like this is the Punisher's like body total, just like boxes upon boxes of files of like all the people that he's punished he's killed a lot of people is what you know they're trying to tell you yeah and I, I i was i was i was high on when i also had my roommate watching this with me who was also high on edibles and <laughs> we're, we're sitting there i had to pause explaining to her because she's like i don't get what the joke was i'm like it's a room full of files for the punisher like normally you wouldn't have a room full of files for one guy yeah <sighs> that's all right <laughs> hey hey everybody it's your uncle ken here Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I'm just jealous because I can't do them. But no, it was some. There were, there were. I, I did have a lot of parts of the movie where I was laughing my ass off. So I can't say I didn't. I would be lying. Like honestly, I feel like this is a movie that you should go back and watch again. But watch it sober, like completely sober. Give it like six months, and like <laughs> if you've had like a bad day or. You just want to lose yourself in something. Throw on Punisher Warzone and just be shocked at like how much it's just like it transports you. It's it it puts you in a different world, a world where nothing and everything makes sense. Like physics, <laughs> who gives a fuck about physics? Fuck your degree. Nothing matters. You know why? Violence is the law of the land, and it's gonna be big, and it's gonna be dumb, and you're gonna love it. Oh, and there's a part later on in this movie 
when Jigsaw is recruiting the gangs, where like they have him standing behind a, a or in front of a U.S. flag, and I guess it's supposed to be like a, a parody of the Patton movie, which I've never seen. Oh my god, that was so great. That was hilarious. He's like, and he's like, you know, come here and serve. He's like, we're just like the military. We promise them, you know, free college, and we never deliver. And we promise them this, and we don't, you know. And they're like, yeah, we promise we don't go to war. <laughs> like it was funny. I thought it funny. Like, I mean, it was just that was good. Like that whole and that lead up to that action scene at the end in the building when they when they raid the building to go when you go he, when, he, when he raids it to go rescue the the mother and daughter. Oh, and the actress that played the mother also played Darla and Angel and Buffy and was in Dexter too. She was uh, yeah. Dexter's wife, I think, for a very short while. Oh, that's why she looked familiar. Yeah, she, she was also, also normally scenes too. Oh, so there's another like, Boondock Saints connection. I really liked her in this. This movie also, and I, I, I'm kind of like on the fence about it, but I also the the games like it. I kind of like when they're unapologetically like really bad about Frank's family. Because the whole deal with it is that his family is the reasons of why he is and all this other stuff. And you get a later part in the movie where he brings the mom and the daughter to like his skull cave, I guess you can <laughs> call it. And he lets her like open up the chest and she just starts putting on like random hairpins. I don't even think they're hers. I think they're from the chest. Yep. Yeah, they're his dead daughters. Yeah, it's just fucking weird. And then she pulls out the snow globe and I'm so gonked out. Uh, she She wound it and the music started playing. And I, I don't know why I thought, why isn't that that snow globe playing the Sailor Moon theme song? Because that's probably something it would do, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like I'm so gonked out. And there's a line that she says, though, that really threw me out of it, too, because I'm thinking about it. And she goes, who is this? And he's like, oh, it's my daughter's. And she goes, well, why can't she play with it anymore? And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, small child. Catch the hint. And she's like, <laughs> does she mind if I play with it? And he says, no. Yeah, that's it. Moving along. <laughs> love it. Just love it. I, I I was sad about Micro. I gotta say that, though. That part made me sad. But, you know, Punisher, he did what he had to do. Yeah. And he told Micro, you know, hey, you're not going to feel anything. Knowing full well that he wasn't going to pull the trigger on Micro. Yeah. So, but he knew like, he would. Yeah. Props. Props to Punisher. He prepared his buddy for a horrible thing that was coming and still didn't have to do the horrible thing himself. So, you know what? That's that's good shit. I forgot the word. Good movie? No. That's good delegation. Like. That's what that is. That's the word I want. Delegation. Yeah. Okay. And, and the context is like in a climax. So the Punisher is basically trying to make up for killing this this wife's and mother's husband. So he like first he drops off money and she's like, no, you don't have the right to do this. And then he saves them and then they end up getting caught. So he has to go save them. And Jigsaw has like the Sophie's choice of you can kill the little kid or Micro. And Micro's like, she's just a kid to do me. But then he shoots Looney Bin Jim, Jigsaw's brother. And then Jigsaw in retaliation shoots Micro. Like, because that's where it's going. And yeah, then you hit like the actual like final showdown which is terrific oh so good <laughs> everything with that part was just a good action scene like everything leading up to that i was a little confused about the russian gang where like throughout this movie you have the you have these russian that they're that jigsaw's gang is working with and the whole thing is like my father's gonna get you my father and i'm like okay like this is gonna have any purpose and then all of a sudden it did because the, one of the fbi guy went there and like yeah I, I can tell you where to find jigsaw I did. I did like that with the Russians. Like, yeah, we're, we're here for the we're here for the Punisher party. Then they're just you know, um, you know, unpacking their guns and they just start blazing everybody. 
And even like I love like the little things because like before like Jigsaw essentially has an army in this like rundown hotel and like Frank says, like once all the fireworks start, like this place is gonna be surrounded by cops and then I don't even know his names, so I'm just gonna call him Colin Salmon says like, oh yeah, but I called in that the they're doing some late night demolition over here, so you're basically free to go punish. <laughs> but they thought of everything. Yeah. It's 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 good. You don't Have see that level fun, of cinema sins. <laughs> uh, and like I, what I didn't understand is like when the Russian gang they never ma- they they take out the yakuza but they never go like outside of that like because well, I guess yeah I mean because he jumps in through the middle so he's taking out the Irish gang then then the other then the other gang at the end so I guess that's what I guess that's what he's doing. They're yeah, just like, after everyone who because Jigsaw essentially got his kid put in jail for the rest of his life so he's like I'm just gonna kill everyone regardless and. When you think about it, it's actually a really smart plan because you get the Russians going in at the bottom. So while they're there, you jump into the middle and take out going up top. You don't got to worry about what's behind you. The Russians are taking care of that. That's tactical awareness. Fair. Uh, Two things about this movie, too, that I think is actually also extremely goofy. One is this. These guys have the Batman syndrome where it's. No one ever thinks about shooting him in the head. Everyone always shoots him in his big, meaty tactical vest. Well, yeah, of and course. He's su- surprised when he gets back up. Also, uh, that scene where he shoves the gun into the door and he just like fires off a grenade and it blows like ten guys to smithereens is pretty cool too. That's I thought so that, that would work, but it was damn cool. <laughs> I feel like it probably would work. I don't know, but I feel like it might. And I think <laughs> this is what got me the gig as a guest spot in this, like when he takes out Jigsaw with the one-liner of, let me put you out of my misery. Yeah. (laughs) I love a good one-liner. Oh, it's so good. I'm tired of these motherfuckers ice skating uphill. I I think my one-liner was better, which is, you've just been spit-roasted, but I also feel that's kind of fucked up in a way, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a little something different there, Joe. (laughs) Usually in the context. <laughs> and then, My brain uh, went somewhere else. But <laughs> reference to the other comic, I said it earlier in the movie where I think it's like way earlier in the movie where Castle's talking about something and I'm watching the movie with my roommate and I say who well, who punishes the punisher and later on in the movie they say that and I got really excited. Yeah. <laughs> this is not very appropriate because if you're I don't know when you're gonna be hearing this, but we did record an episode on Watchmen. <laughs> Which is not out at the time you're hearing this. Ah yes. But it will be coming the month after you hear this. You the monitors, hear this the hall monitors. <laughs> which is a reference in the recently released DC Justice League Cosmic Chaos. There's a Watchmen reference. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's, a, there's a sign on the wall in the school that says, Who monitors the hall monitors? <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Yeah, it just... Uh... Anything else? That, oh, there's okay. There was a funny part that that I and I want to bring up when Jim ends up Looney Bin Jim when he when he busts into the the Punisher lair and kidnaps kidnaps them and, and fights. God, what the hell was that guy's name? Yes. Carlos. Yeah. And then he's like, "Hi, nice." He's like, "Here, something about happy acts to see you." Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Okay. That that was I was laughing at that too. Boo. <laughs> but I did like that Frank showed Carlos some mercy. I can't believe Carlos survived. Well, you could, long enough. Like, he was going to die. Yeah. 
you could survive most physical trauma, like 90% of it. As long as your neck's fine, you'll be fine. Yeah, this I don't know about like, that. I turn 30 and then everything hurts. I, I, I have the strange feeling like, if I fall, I'll just die. So, okay. I will. He okay. used to be a piece of shit. He's not anymore. He used to eat sloppy steaks, but now he doesn't. <laughs> He's an ass piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. And the way that, that they kill... How do they kill Looney Bin Jim? I think they just shoot him. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, that's they have the Sophie's choice, and he's uh, like, "Kill Micro." Oh yeah, girl. he shoots him, and then that's and when he, he fights Jigsaw. He turns and shoots Looney Bin Jim, and he stabs Jigsaw like through like the chest or, or not through just like through the side or something, and then throws him into a fire. Like I'm pretty sure where he stabbed him, he would have hit his kidneys. So that's kind of funny because <laughs> Looney Bin Jim was all about kidneys and applesauce. Oh, I didn't care. Okay. Okay, that is kind of funny, then. But yeah. uh, it was weird. a very unceremonious death for Looney Ben Jim. Is he from the comics? I feel like yes, but not. Okay. I I, I have no... Maybe I'll someday read the one that you mentioned. The Garth Ennis, or not Garth Ennis, whatever you said earlier. It was Garth Ennis, yeah. Garth Ennis, yeah, okay, but a, I have... Garth Ennis is very much just like this, where it's very, like... It was the Marvel Knights era. Like, there was a Marvel Knights brand. But in the 2010s, there was a Punisher by Greg Rucka, where the Punisher is essentially almost like a supporting character. And it's like the story is there is another person who is essentially not being groomed by Frank, but there's a, it's essentially a bunch of circumstances of leading her to become a new Punisher. And Frank is almost like a... It's almost like Jason, where it's like the majority of the story is like the cops reacting to the Punisher and he barely has any lines. Which is a really cool take on the Punisher. Yeah. Because you gotta wonder, like, at some point, when do you pass into urban legend and all of a sudden you're you're a ghost story that criminals tell each other? Like, it works for Batman until he's, you know, too big to fail. But then, like... I think the Punisher absolutely would have that level of that Batman level of terror. Yeah, I think Greg Rucka, didn't he work with Brubacher on Gotham Central, which was like kind of a similar story? I know Rucka did No Man's Land. I got nothing to go along with what you guys are <laughs> Well, essentially, there was a story, there was a comic book called Gotham Central. And it was basically about like the GCPD and how they react to working in Gotham Okay. And like Batman's only seen in silhouette every now and then. It's mostly about like Renee Montoya, Jim Gordon. I only I heard, I heard, read the first volume. Yeah. Oh, that was done by Rucka Amber Baker. It's what the Gotham TV show should have been. <laughs> <laughs> the Gotham show is something else. <laughs> I didn't finish that ever. Yet. But like there's like there's there's so many great takes on the Punisher out there. And this one, I think it's unfairly overlooked yeah because no one talks about this movie i've never really heard people tell me these until like i did i just randomly put this on the poll because i'm like what are a couple of marvel movies i've never seen that are before that aren't you know connected anything as much and these are the couple i'm like okay these are all standalone enough that i can put on a poll and i couldn't vote for this fast enough honestly (laughs) yeah I, i don't know because a lot of movies just they gain that cult status after the fact and mostly i i haven't listened to it in forever but um, like we brought up early because I think they do a two part on how did this get made? Like, I think they do the movie and then they do an interview with Lexi Alexander or maybe they just do one. I it, It's been a while, but that's I'm, kind of what got yeah, it me. It was just like, I, one, I think. Yeah. But um, for those who don't know what we're talking about, there's a movie podcast out there called How Did This Get Made? It's 
done by Paul Shearer, Jason Manzukis, and June Diane Raphael. And they look at movies that are just mind-boggling. And this one was actually brought to their attention by Patton Oswalt, who was on the episode, as was the director, Lexi Alexander. And... Like, I've seen a lot of reviews of that particular episode, like, oh, they shouldn't have had her on. They played this one too softball. No, this movie's amazing. You're a moron. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is fair, because, like, my initial thought before, like, again, before we talked about this and everything was a lot less. But the more, like, I have absorbed the movie and have thought about it, not being paranoid, <laughs> so, yeah, it's grown on me. Like, this, like I, I bought this on Amazon Prime because I didn't want to bother renting it. I'm like, I'll just have access to it. You know, whether I'll watch it again, who the hell knows, which turned out I did watch it again. But, and you it, know, I it, could I'm happy to have it. It something. reminds me of there was another movie that came out a year earlier, and I don't know if anyone has seen it. I actually saw it in theaters twice in one weekend because I love it so much. It's called Shoot 'Em Up. Yes. Clive with, Owen. Uh, with Clive Owen. Uh, yes. It's very much like this, where it's like a highly trained guy with guns. And it's yep. all played completely for laughs. It is so funny and it's so great. Yeah, and you have oh. like this amazing actor with Clive Owen and Paul Giamatti and Monica Bellucci with this oh. stacked cast. Monica Bellucci in that movie. Jesus. <sighs> yeah. And it is. Oh, it's just one of those movies. But again, like this one, but people just don't get it. I, I, I don't know what it is like because like. I'm not going to compare this, like, say, Quentin Tarantino, but Quentin Tarantino puts out these movies that are, like, very <laughs> hyper-violent. And they, yeah. people just get it. And anything else, I don't know what it is, people just don't trust it. I, I don't know. I don't know what the, if it's marketing or people's tastes or... Because even, like, I remember talking to people in my my office just about when John Wick 4 was coming out, and they're just like, oh, I don't know, those movies are a little bit... I'm like, terrific, great, like, well shot. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you trying to say here? Like, you just don't like, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a thing about violence. And yes, I guess the elephant in the room is that it's, it's hard to watch something that is a guy killing a lot of people with guns for laughs, especially now where gun violence has always been a problem. But I don't know. Maybe I, I don't even know where I'm going with this. So I'm just going to stop. No, no, I get it. I mean, no, I, I completely understand. Like, you know, in 2008, I feel like we weren't as aware of it as we are now. No, we were. This, this was after Columbine. Okay, so never mind. Then. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, I got it. I mean, I think it's, but again, like, it's just, it's a movie. And you just got to appreciate it for what it, I mean, just look at it differently, I guess. But yeah, no, I, I, I think a lot of what it is, is I'm, People with the whole Marvel situation, every Marvel movie always is connected in some way. It's nice to have a comic book movie. It's not related, and I don't have to keep up with the TV show and the and the movie and the cartoon series. And there's also kind of a comic that's out there, but not really sure if it's canon or not because they haven't confirmed it yet. That's fair. Yeah, um, different time, and it's kind of nice sometimes. Blade was like that too. What a time! Yeah, I don't want that Blade movie to come out. I hope is it that... never comes out. Do you think we're even going to get it? I think we will. And it's like they have, is it Mia Goth? Mia Goth's in it, yeah, they just announced it. Yeah, like, it. why is she slumming it in a Marvel movie? I'm sorry. Like, that's slumming for her. Like, it is. Like, so much better than Marvel Studios' Blade. Oh, like, Mahershala through, like, 50 Ali. writers. <laughs> like, Mahershala Ali isn't slumming it for Blade 2. Like, come on. That man is and great. I, okay, here's the thing. And I hope that 
he's in like Keanu level shape because that he's like already in his fifties and they haven't even started producing this thing. Yeah. They just got a new writer too. And the thing oh, about God. like Wesley Snipes, what, I mean, I guess he was in his late thirties when like blade one came out, but he was like, had a lot of action films under his belt. And I know Marshall Lee was in predators. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was in any other big action movies, but Wesley Snipes is like a trained martial artist. So like, this yeah. was like, peanut butter and jelly right here you have blade and this guy and like it's all him and then they ruined it (laughs) (laughs) that's fair i mean that's i don't know i'm nervous about that blade movie too because i keep hearing all like i want to see it but then i keep seeing things that "Mm, this might not work out as well as i hope so i think like half the credits are going to be the written buys yeah (laughs) but apparently now it's being worked on by nick palazzo who did a true detective no, and that's and, great, but it's still like you have to work in that Marvel thing where it's like, OK, but this is a movie about a guy. It's just an elevator pitch of like a half man, half vampire hunts vampires like, yeah, but I mean, we also set up this whole Kit Harrington thing and Eternals, which has to pay off because the Black Knight has to be in Secret Wars. So like, eh, like, no, no, no. Keep your white people out of this. Like, no. yeah. Man, you know, it'd be great if Mike Coulter showed up as Luke Cage. That would be terrific. That'd be awesome. I mean, he has possible. a blue collar acting job now, so he doesn't need that anymore. Mm. Look, he's on some CBS show. I don't know if it's canceled or not. And he was also in the movie Plane, which I haven't seen yet. <laughs> Neither have I, but it's Gerard Butler, so I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's a movie I saved to watch with my parents. <laughs> okay. Any last things you guys want to say about this movie? feel like we might have covered most things at this point. Probably. I think we're good. Okay. Let's go to Shelf Stacker Box. And I'll go first, actually, in this case. So, as I've said throughout the show, and last night when I was watching, I'm like, I was telling my wife, like, I'm like, this is an easy box. Like, I don't enjoy this movie. I think it's stupid. And then I went to bed, and I woke up, and I I was thinking about it again today. And I was, so I put it back on. Like, okay, I, I should probably approach this when I'm not high. So. I was watching it throughout the day. I got pretty, I got all the way up to the point when they're about to go raid the building. So right around there and I just ran out of time. And I realized that I enjoyed this a lot more the second mm-hmm. time. Like this is, this is going to go in the stack for me. It's still not like, you know, it's not a great, you know, it's not a great a movie for me. Like I've enjoyed, I did enjoy daredevil more. I'm going to say that again, Ken. <laughs> but this was a fun movie to watch. So there, there is that like, it wasn't, it was better than I expected the second time through. And I, I think I appreciated it more for what it was this time. So yeah, uh, that's what I, and then what about you, Joe? Uh, I admire what Ken said earlier. Cause I completely agree with what he said, which was sometimes you just got to put on this movie when you're having a bad day. So I was thinking about stacking it. Cause I didn't remember that well from back in the day, but uh, I probably put this on the shelf. It goes with a bunch of hokey movies that I, I don't mind watching whenever you know, I'm in a bad mood or I just want to have a nice drink or even just a small edible, you know, and it's a good time because, you know, when I watch this movie and it, it hit that scene where he just does a backflip onto the chandelier and starts shooting people I had to pause it for a good five, ten minutes because I was absolutely just losing it. That's fair. And what about you, Blair? Oh, this is on the shelf for sure. Um, I'm sad that I missed it in theater and I'll probably never get the chance to see it because it's not like they're going to have a revival of this. Although this oh, is God, the no. 15th anniversary, so who knows? Um, I Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, especially in my neck of the woods. But uh, no, I, I caught on DVD and once I did, I was immediately sad that I didn't support it when it was new. Uh, not that... <laughs> 
an extra ten dollars would have helped or how much ever movies cost back then. But I mean, it just it's it knows exactly what it is and it revels in it. It's not ashamed of it. It's so proud of it. And everyone is knows what they're making. Like this is like I wouldn't compare it to like the Street Fighter movie because that's like another that's just like trash. But it's kind of in that similar thing where people are in on well maybe just raw julie is in on it maybe it's a bad example um <laughs> it's just what more can be said that we haven't said already like this is just something that you should check out i don't know if you're an mcu fan you've never seen this before and if you'll quote unquote get it i i guess but at least give it a try this is unfortunately not streaming anywhere at the time of this recording also which is an issue i had to buy it on amazon prime I'm sure yeah, it wasn't that expensive. <laughs> yeah, seven, six dollars. And I had a three dollar credit for some reason because I buy a lot of shit on Amazon. So I was like, cool, I paid four bucks for this movie. All right, that that worked. But I did have a I did, as, as Bill always likes to say in this, Bill Tucker will talk about his issues, like when he's trying to rent stuff like, yeah, I tried to do it on my phone, could not do it on my phone. I had to go on Amazon on my computer to then buy it and, to, and then go on my phone to de- and then I could watch it. Oh, so there's the a issue. 4K version of this? Hello. Yep, that's the version <laughs> I have. And what about you, Ken? Oh, God. Okay, I'm not sure if I made this clear, but allow me to be abundantly clear when I say shelf, 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 shelf. This is, honestly, if you're looking for a comic book adaptation, a straight comic book adaptation, not a movie with characters in a comic, but the something that nails the tone, the look, the feel. Nothing has gotten it this right since Punisher Warzone. Before that, it was Sin City. Like, this is an absolute Punisher movie. And, you know, I, people who don't who say otherwise, I don't think do get it. But this is who the Punisher's always been. This is who the Punisher, well, in some minds will always be. This is probably the closest to a perfect Punisher movie we're ever going to get. I said it. I stand by it. 100% on the shelf. And you know what? We should record a commentary for it. <laughs> I've never done that yet. Oh, that might be fun. Figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing with that one. Okay. All right. So that I'm glad we all, I'm glad we left with positive takes. Even the guy like me who came in with negative takes as of yesterday. And you guys improved my opinion. <laughs> so, right Give in me half I, an hour and I'll talk God out of a bad decision. <laughs> God, I want to make a joke, but I sh- I can't. Or I could, but I don't, I'm not going to. But so I'll leave it at that. But then, as I said at the top of the show, this was voted by Patreon. We do have a Patreon for the little dollar. You can vote in our Patreon polls every month. Uh, we have one. Just a dollar. You can just come in, you know, vote. You'll see some polls. And I'm trying to do more. And eventually, there will do more with Patreon as more people subscribe. But so yeah, go do that because this is this was a tie. And when we have a tie, apparently I do both. That's apparently what my brain says. So. <laughs> And right now, the current poll uh, at the time you're hearing this, this should this will be released in May. God, I just I forgot what it is. My brain wrote it down. See why Mike is trying to stall. Tim Curry movies that Mike has never seen. No, that's already ended. Oh, Uh, sequels. Mike has never seen Resident Evil Damnation, Back to the Future 2, Ghostbusters 2016 and Blade Runner 2049. So those are the ones that are going to be on the Maple. Ooh. so go for little a dollar. And Blair, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me at uh, comicbookvideogames.com. If you hit the reviews tab when you're there, uh, you can find reviews for every single Punisher game except for the arcade game because there's no easy way to get it that I can afford. 
afford because I don't have the space for an arcade one-up cabinet right now. And like I mentioned during the show, and apparently it's a big section. Uh, if you look at the Wikipedia page for the Punisher on NES, there's a big portion from my website there. That's really cool, by the way. We know famous okay. people, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasper. You can follow her on TikTok to see a link in the show notes. She hit over 100K followers recently, so congrats to her. So definitely go follow her if you listen to this. And tell her I sent you, and she'll tell me. <laughs> so, And if you do want to also chat with us, we do have a Discord. You can, you'll can see a link in the show notes, so you can join us there. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who's his own podcast. A gamer looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. Also, I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. So long. Bye. See you later.